Stop off. wearing short skirts, you sluts. Hey, they asked for they it. They're asking they, for They're you. begging for You fucking yeah, son Jesus of a bitch, Christ. Targaryen fuck. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, my brother and co-host, and guy sitting in the chair beside me, Zach. Wiggle, wiggle, what up? What does that mean? I don't know. All right. I was just doing like a little <laughs> skirting, skirting, I like it. Skirting. I like it. So we read Game of Thrones books around here. For those who are actually familiar with them, they're known as A Song of Ice and Fire because I'm going to correct myself. <laughs> we are full spoiler. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back if you have not been here, this is your warning. This is your chance to depart, finish the series, come back. If you don't give a shit, then whatever. Thanks for hanging out. We Yo. appreciate it. Um, who did we read last episode, Guy? Davosio. Davos 1, we read his first chapter. Poor Davos did survive the Battle of Blackwater, but is not doing so well. He washed up on a little spire of rock and is feverish, shitting his brains out, shitting liquid, chilled, starved, thirsty, and basically ready to die. Yeah, man, we got a lot out of that chapter. I don't know that there was, I mean, on first... I mean, quite a lot of our listeners pointed out, it doesn't progress the story at all. It progresses the story of Davos, and that is purely what it is. We get no news about the outside world, just it's that put-a-character-in-a-box-type situation, and goddamn, Davos has some sort of awakening, whether actual god related or just spiritual he believes he is now on a mission chosen by the mother to avenge we'll we'll find out eventually but kill melisandre and rid this evil priestess from his king correct but this chapter well he does get saved at the end but he does yes by Uh, salador one of salador san's ships but this episode we are not reading davos we are reading sansa not too far away from Davos. Yeah, and so this is her first chapter of, yeah, from Storm is. of Swords. And in her last chapter, it was right after the raging battle of of Blackwater. Yes. Um, it was the, during, during, during and during. The, uh, the next morning right. of because... She was looking out her window. Her last... Uh, yeah, she had fled from the Queen's Ballroom where Cersei had invited her after Cersei herself had left with Lancel recalling Joffrey back to the Red Keep, which we know how the fuck that turned out. And Sansa fled back to her bedchamber, only to find she wasn't quite alone. The Hound had fled, as we know as well. He was terrified of the fire, refused to lead the sortie that Tyrion himself led, and he made himself his way up to Sansa's bedchamber, getting profusely drunk before doing so, and demanded the song she promised him. She sang, he cried, it was touching, and he ripped off his cloak after telling her he could take her, and get her out, but she refused because she believes Dantos. Dantos. Right. And, yeah, he leaves her his cloak, and she huddles up under it, and then the battle ends, and... She just sees a city on fire. Yeah, it's pretty awful. She meets with Dantos, and he gives her a particular hairnet with some gemstones set into it that he tells her will be... She'll need to wear the day of the wedding, and that the day of the wedding is when he'll begin getting her out. Because his friend has returned to the city, and as full yeah. spoiler, we, we know that's Littlefinger, who has just come back from Bitterbridge after securing the alliance with the Tyrells. Right. Sansa, one, Storm of Swords, here we go. Yeah, she 
we open. She's reading an invitation. She's tripping out over an invitation. Yes, she is. So sent from Marjorie Tyrell. Like, girl, what up? To some dinner. Yo, come have some brunch. We're going to TGI Fridays. It's going to be a hell of a time. Olena gets drunk, starts showing her boobies. It's a cool time. Like, yeah, so none of that happens. No. We are introduced to Marjorie. Yes. Very briefly, but... um. I, I love it because now we're starting to get into where I believe the chronology that Martin was talking about has now sort of caught, caught up. up things are going to start progressing. And last we knew in Tyrion, Tyrion 1, Marjorie hadn't yet arrived in the city. She was sending carts ahead of her. Right. But she hadn't arrived yet. And now, some point yes. between Tyrion and Sansa, Marjorie has now arrived in the city. And she's so, wondering, Sansa's tripping out, wondering why she on earth she would want to sup with a traitor's daughter. That and the person who was married to her prince-to-be, right. you know, who she's marrying. She's and, wondering, does she resent me? Does she think I bear her any ill will? And then we get the actual arrival Sansa yeah. ruminates on. Marjorie's actual arrival, she had watched from the walls as Joffrey had met her at the King's Gate. And they rode side by side through cheering crowds, both of them. Beautiful Joffrey in gleaming armor, Marjorie in the Tyrell greens and golds. And right, was, right. Oh, she's she's a sight. People were calling, uh, calling and cheering Marjorie's name as they passed, holding up children for her to bless and scattering flower petals before her horse. Yeah, behind her, her mother and grandmother, Ter- Lady Tyrell, Lena. Um, we're in the big fucking carriage, basically like what Cersei rode up and yep, uh, up to exactly. the north and back in. Uh, Sansa and fuck me, man, this hurts. She the thinks, small folk cheered those. Yeah, two. these are the same small folk she think that pull me off, pulled me off of my horse and would have killed me if the hound didn't come and save me. Yep, they've. I did nothing, any nothing more to them to earn their hate. Than she's done to earn their love. Mm. Now I mm-hmm. I think this is her privilege here that she or does she not know? It could very much does so she be not that. know that there's being parts yeah, of, food of all up. things like you were with the prince and the queen, the people who are mocking these people that are starving to death. She's freeing them. And she's, who is going to tell Sansa that right. the Tyra? You know, uh, if Dantos and not that we haven't any indication that they've had any more meetings since their last one, but. If they did, Dantos probably isn't going to tell her. Like, oh, Marjorie it'll be Tyrell. like she'll be. She's arriving soon. It would be that information, not she's sending up things. She she's on her way, but she hasn't arrived yet. So hold yeah, on a little. No longer. mention of the wagons right. of food so for this, the small. This folk. either could be Sansa's privilege or ignorance of the situation. Right. I would lean more toward I think ignorance because right, who's going to sit out. her down and say this is what's happening? Oh, she's sending wagons right. of food ahead. So these people who are starving are yeah. It's not... and, and and it's not too obviously. I don't say ignorance against Sansa because it's showing how in the dark she is. She doesn't know what the fuck Marjorie's intentions are here because she doesn't know. This she, This chick, in her mind, came into the city to take her place and people are like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I did have the word nothing in quotes for when Mar- where it says Marjorie did nothing to deserve the love of these people. Right. And while it might not be much, and Marjorie is just as much guilty of that privilege being the lady and oh yeah um the difference is she's she's intelligent enough to see that joffrey's fucking it with the, the people yeah the, joffrey the and Ol- or marjorie and olena are already uh, sowing the seeds of right. a, a loved queen let of... me come in and fix this terrible thing right. that you're dealing and care with for the poor and small folk. Right. right and that's going to win the love over to and they have side. the means i mean they were engaged in the war but highgarden wasn't too badly affected by it right. they they managed to kind of survive very 
well after Renly got killed. Absolutely. And then... I mean, they couldn't have set up a more ideal situation. So her thoughts then wander to the next worst possible outcome, that it's actually Joffrey who's doing this. Some cruel trick of his, Like, telling Marjorie, write this invitation to her. Like, let's do... This is going to be fun. And worrying, like, am I going to be beaten by a bunch of Kingsguard again? Is that what's to come? To basically shame me in front of the older girl. this part gets... Fuck you, Martin. But she says that last time that happened... Lord Tyrion was there to save her, but he won't be next time. And I just think that's a very heavy line to when we're going to find out very soon that she's marrying Tyrion. Yeah. And so just that he's not going to be there to save me. Well, he's, he's in the same boat, he's, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He's just as... He doesn't have the power at this point. Yeah, she's she thinks that Dantos was her only hope now. She could only wait and be patient and count the days until Joffrey's wedding, which, Martin, you clever bastard, no matter what shape it takes, it seems Sansa was destined to be counting the days till Joffrey gets wedded because originally, of course, it's her and his wedding day, and now she's counting down till his and Marjorie's. Perhaps she thinks she was doing Marjorie an injustice. Perhaps it was just a dinner. But this was the Red Keep. Well, that's, I'm thinking her almost meaning, like, by accepting the invitation. If she accepts, then it's an injustice. This is just a courtesy that she has to keep, extend here in the red key. In like, that's like a high level. Well, like, that's what I think she's, you know, the injustice is. Maybe there is no plan behind it. Maybe it's just she has to do this. And so she's just doing it. And I should accept. We should eat. And right, that's it. exactly. And, but she thinks this is the red keep. This was King's Landing. This was court. The court of King Joffrey Baratheon. And if she's learned anything at all, it's not to trust anybody at Trust all. no how. Trust no how. She must accept, she realizes, a traitor's daughter couldn't well refuse the queen to be. So here she thinks of the hound, wishing that he was here and wondering if it was a mistake to have not gone with him that night. And she recalls the night he came up and... It's just interesting that she wishes the Hound of all people were here. Yeah, yeah. And why is that? So, like, what, what, in this situation, to how me, would the Hound help? It's almost this nostalgic familiarity. It's having this person around, even though he's this monster. She feels she's built this connection with him. This per, you know, she's kind of broken through and knows to where wants. they they almost have this connection, this relationship that nobody else does because he's revealed things to her. Um, even before that drunken night of yeah. uh, the battle. And so he was just kind of this, that, and he has assisted in, like, he's never beat her like the other Kingsguard. So while he is this mean savage, she sees that there is something more to this guy. And so I think it's just no, having that comfort. Like, now it's just the Lannisters. Now it's these new people, the, the Tyrells. You know? Like, I don't, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just that one that she's at least aware is less likely to beat the ever living piss for out no of her reason. for no reason. Right, yeah. So she gets out Ink and Quill and writes Marjorie an acceptance letter. And we skip ahead to when the Chosen Knight arrived, a Kingsguard arrived to escort her. But he was as different from the Hound as well, a flower and a dog. Swoon. Sweet Sir Loras Tyrell stood in the doorway and made Sansa's heart just flutter away. My heart's fluttering away. And just, of course, the awkward compliments are exchanged. She says he looks amazing, and he's like, that's usually my line, but yeah, puzzled. thanks, so do you. 
and he tells He's her that a top. Mar- Mar- <laughs> he tells her that Marjorie's awaiting her and takes her arm and they walk and talk and Laura, we learn that here Olena will be suffering with yeah. them. Yeah. And, so, uh, and little, little Sansa's the like, fucking hype train is real, folks. We're almost oh, there. I've heard they call her the Queen of Thorns. Yo. You. Yeah, Loris oh. laughs, and she's like, oh, that smile. And he's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say mm-hmm. that in her presence, though, or you risk getting pricked. And she immediately blushes and is like, of course, I'm a fucking idiot. And no a woman yeah. wants to be called that. I just And I think of her, honestly, I think Olena loves it. But, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I really it. like Sansa thinking... Maybe I am just that stupid little girl that Cersei thinks I am. Yeah. And it makes me think of a song that we've listened to recently where they, he says that if you look in the mirror and think that you're not going to be great, then you're not going to be great. You're not great. And, like, so having Cersei constantly berating oh, her, yeah, it's she a... wakes up, oh, I am just a stupid little girl. And so, right. once again, she's, like, kind of putting that on herself. Oh, my God, I am stupid. You, It's not that you're a stupid little girl. It's that... You're a little girl. Like, you should be able to be 13 years old and swooning over this. You know, yeah, he's, right. he's 17 years old. He's right. on the fucking Kingsguard. Like, fuck right. yeah, he's man. Like, like, cat, he's quarterback of the football he's team. He's Jamie like, Lannister yeah. of his day. Like, this is the, the guy to swoon over. There's nothing wrong with that. And, like, being a little mush mouth around him, saying, the, oh, lady, oh, the, that's exactly right. what he you He laughs, should. and he just yeah. gives her the heads up. Like, you I still, would, just yeah. don't and, say like, that so to her. No, like, she sort of laughed it off and been like oh yeah yeah thanks for the heads and, up but yeah just how savage she is to herself right. because of the way Cersei treats the, her the it's, environment around her it's yeah. awful it's so awful. she notes one that Loras just looks even better in white than he does in Hell the greens yeah, and golds does. of the Tyrell mm. and they exit in the inner yards of Magor's ring with practice the sounds of practice as the outer wards we learned in Tyrion's are given to the guests to raise their tents and pavilions because the city is filling up yeah Balon Swan let them in there um, motherfucker. Sansa thinks, watching the men train, they have scarcely finished burying the dead from the last battle, and they already practice for the next one. And I just think that's a prudent yeah. line here in this time of war. Yeah, especially going into this book. I, I and with the Tyrells here, right. like this this intercity battle that's right. about to start happening. She she mentions Garland, uh, Loras' brother. They see that stud fight. And that motherfucker's taking two on one, three on one at this point, I think. Yeah. And he mentioned, you know, they have this the talk that he's just this badass who only trains in those numbers. that's the most realistic. That's how it really is yeah. during battle. And talk of how Loris is better with the lance, and it leads to him giving Sansa the flowers. That, see, but, but before that, I get there, yeah. actually, I just want to mention, because we're not going to get heavy into it in this episode, that there's a lot of talk that Garland and Willard and Loris are playing huge potential roles come fucking Winds, winds of Winter, right. just because we don't know where they are. Well, or at I, least Gar- Garland this, and Willard. I think this line is heavy foreshadowing, because he says straight up, Garland is better with the sword, and Loras is injured, right. storming the siege of Pike or right. of uh, uh, Dragonstone. Dragonstone. Yeah, and that's where he gets injured. So, like, right here, this motherfucker and Olena nails it later. He's young and he's good at ma- knocking men off horses with sticks. Right, doesn't make him wise. He, right, he. But Garland is a. But no. Garland's a bad. Similarly, we'll also get Willard hi- right. hype talk later yeah. on. That like, and I, I really like the. I really think I like Willard a lot. No, I, I think I'll talk about him. Really here a like bit. to meet Willard in so, person. So, but yeah. yeah, we'll go forward. And so then get to yeah, that Garland's a badass, and I heart him. Sansa says that she. Uh, 
she she knows that like, he's Zelda's good, a good on Lance the, the because Lance. she saw him, him and he's like when and she's like the hands tournament. Which don't you I think remember? this is this is funny because this is very much so that seventeen year old. Oh yeah. Oh which which tournament did she see me like, at? You you gave me the red rose at the hands tournament. All the other girls got white, but I got red. And, and he's like, oh yeah, you, you did. declared no victory half as beautiful as me and. Then she realizes he doesn't remember me, the rose, and she's like, it had meant something. It meant everything. That's And I think that this is, again, that 13-year-old oh, yeah. stuff. It's very, it's, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Like, is this, like. Lancel loves the, the like, adoration and yeah. being that suave, right. handsome. I and mean, there's nothing wrong with that either he, in his age. He probably didn't even realize that he right, gave her a different right. color flower. And that's the, and the thing is that he didn't even realize and similarly it very well could be that he gave a flower to somebody on the other side that was the same color as the one she got i just i I think it's everything there's a red flower that goes to one specific i mean we've seen this before with elia and rhaegar Rhaegar and like liana the the crown of blue like it's just yeah so it's it's pretty funny and she just yeah she's like when when you on a horse sir robar royce and then it just gets darker i slew sir robar at storm's end my lady he sounded sad she notes which i think comes to the fact that he he regrets it it's and it's not so just that it's that he's also recalling that tournament realizing oh yeah we did we did at that yeah, yeah, tournament. We did joust, joust there, and yep. like I won, and like it wasn't a bad joust. Like and we Sansa, did... this is the foot and mouth moment where Oof. she doesn't realize. Right. This and is this where is... you should have read. We me. actually had a topic uh, conversation of right. this off mic, so this is where she says, you know, oh I'm so. Oh sorry yeah, that for... was when Renly fucking died, wasn't it? I'm so sorry <laughs> for Marjorie when Renly yeah. died. It must have been so, and he, he gets this. He. It's and it's it's plain black and white in Marjorie, the text for Marjorie. Question she was, she mark. was at Bitterbridge. She didn't see. Renly is dead. It's, Robar is what, well, and we know that it's not even the what? she wasn't there or seeing it. It's, I was I the one that Ren, yeah. Renly loved me. And, I loved Renly. Well, that's Renly. what he said. Like, I saw him. Like I like right. why Marjorie isn't a concern over Renly right now. She they didn't have what we had. I had to see him. And this this is absolutely his, grief his, right here. It's his justification for... Ro- I think he regrets killing Robar Royce. Right. And it's the justification for it. I saw Renly's body. I went into a blind rage and slew the two closest men. Right. And Robar and, was one of them. And uh, he... But he says, there's no use speaking of them. They're dead. Well, she gets upset here, too, now, because she's upset him. And well, yeah, he's Similarly, and... it's not a... He's not mad at her. She, He's aware that she doesn't understand that he... Right, right, it was right. never an How open thing. How can he explain it? Yeah. And he... You can't really blame him for getting a little, like, oh, that... Because that'll sting. Right. And oh, so yeah, yeah. He's still it, grieving. And he's not yelling at her, and he... She apologizes. And he says, you couldn't offend me, my lady. Like, like no we're worries, you're But right. they continue on in awkward silence, and she's just like, fucking, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. So they arrive at what's called the Maiden Vault. And the Maiden Vault is where... What was it? Arion? I forget which one. I didn't note his name down. One of the old Targaryens his locked his sisters, his half-sisters sisters in there because he was celibate and didn't want to tempt him. Stop wearing short skirts, you sluts. Hey, they asked for they it. They're asking they, for They're you. begging for You fucking yeah, son Jesus of a bitch Christ, Targaryen man. fuck. Like, if you're gonna take a pledge, don't be a fucking sick fuck. Yeah. Then you don't 
fucked them. up. Holy in the, and call it the maiden fault. Like, yeah, there's nothing fucking Freudian but in that I, one. I'm celibate, but those sluts are in there. You're going to stay <laughs> we're, virgins. We're going to lock away their what maiden the head. Fuck? Yeah, Jesus fuck Christ. You, anyway. That's where the Tyrells are. That's where the Tyrells <laughs> are, which... Is very telling. Is that right? Because Marjorie's going to be put into question about her, her virgin, her virginity, uh-huh, her maidenhood, uh-huh. and which is going to be shown as gone, right. and she's going to admit to it to get atonement. Yep. Um. And so the fact that yeah, I yeah, well fucking done. Oh yeah, Martin. yeah that just that little bit there. Yeah, is you're just, in this. This is where they are now right. too. Ha ha. The and and for all the people that are going to be there and be, it's going to be the one who is most notorious in this book uh, series at this point for having to go and atone for her sins of not actually being remaining virtuous. So two guards, large guards, stand by the door, and as they approach. Sansa can't tell one from the other. They have the exact same face. And she's like, uh, Sir Loras, who are these people? And Loras explains that they are his grandmother, Lady Olena's personal guard, named Eric and Eric. But she can't tell them apart, so she calls them left and right. Dude, she's got two Robert Strongs. She just has two fucking, like, they've always had, the Lannisters have the Mountain and the Hound, and, and then Sir Robert Strong and Kyber, and, like, she's got left and right, and these are big motherfuckers. I want to see them go. Like I feel like there's also, and I'll, I'll have to look it up and touch back on it, but I feel like there is an Eric and an Arik in history there who is. killed each other. Um, I think there's, they or were one Starks. one slew the other. I believe they were Star- or Targaryens. It was one of the two and they were fighting for, they were brothers. Yeah. Um, and fuck, I can't think other, of it right now, but, but yes, absolutely correct. And uh, so left and right open the doors and Marjorie herself sweeps out to greet them. Which this is, unless it's all her playing the game. Oh and my being god, sly dude. And but if it is, like, um, I'm sold. Otherwise, regardless, yeah, she's this invitation was not fake or falsified. Uh-huh. She is here greeting her herself. Sansa, my dear, thank you Takes so much for being yeah. here. It's And like, welcomes her, makes her feel spectacular. Dismisses Loras with a sisterly kiss and takes Sansa by the hand and leads her in. And they enter a nice... So, let me preface everything with saying I 150% think that while Marjorie genuinely does care for people, this is all the game. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, all yeah. her drawing. This, well, again, she, I think she she does sympathize with Sansa and sees what she's going through more than anybody has so far. Correct. I think Marjorie and Olen, Elena is a little pricklier. She doesn't give a fuck so much as she do, like as Marjorie cares yet. Um, like Marjorie hasn't gotten to the point where she can just yeah, I turn don't, it off. I don't yeah, care who you are. Um, but I, I definitely think that this is heavily exaggerated to lure Sansa. In. Oh yeah, yeah. This is, and that's why Marjorie is one of my favorite characters because I, hundred percent think it is her playing the game. Mm-hmm. And but I do think there's empathy there. She understands that. that that she's the extreme of Sansa's. I will make them love me because it's not sincere with her. I don't think she doesn't. She sees it in the stories, and that's what she supposed she realizes to be. that it will help her become queen. I don't know what where it comes from with with Marjorie because she Marjorie's only sixteen, right? Marjorie's not like this She's thirty got year old Olena. wife. But and that, is is that one hundred percent? Yes, it's, it's Olena, and she Olena straight up fucking says in this chapter, "I've shown you, I've hopefully explained to Marjorie what a comely man right, means, like what, what good that is." Because yeah, she definitely. 
for a 16-year-old, seems to have a grasp of how the mechanics and the 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 politics work. So let's let's get into it before we get into it. It. So Sansa enters, and there's a fire cracking crackling yeah. merrily in the hearth, and around a long table, a dozen women were seated. All right. So we start with Lady Alary, which well, is Mace, Mace Tyrell's, Tyrell's wife and Marjorie's Lady mother. of Highgarden. Well, technically, they're still. Uh, Elena is the lady of right. Highgarden, but yeah. Marjorie so, and Loras's mother. Right. Next, we have the three cousins, Maga, Alla, and Eleanor. Um, They're going to be Marjorie's little retinue that kind of hang around right. and tag along with they her. They get questioned yes, during they do. Uh, the... Um, they're, the, basically, the the they're basically rumored to have little orgies right. and that Marjorie gets accused of. So then they have Lady Jaina. Lady Jaina. Jaina. Uh, lady Leonette. Sir Garland's wife. Yes. Uh, next we get Septa Nysterica. Yeah. I want. I, I don't know who this bitch is, but what badly, up? badly poxguard, yeah, but yeah. jolly, jolly. Anyone uh, that's described as you jolly, get Lady Graceford, okay. who I didn't write who the fuck she is. She was is, with but. child. That's then, all. Right, Lady Bulwer, who is just eight years old, was a child. And yep. then we get Meredith Mary Crane. You can call her Lady You're Mary. You're supposed to call her Mary. Right, but not Lady Mary Weather. A sultry, black-eyed, mirish woman. Now, we know that this is Taina uh, Merriweather. Yes, Taina Merriweather will be... Cersei's... Giving up the Tyrells. Water? Now, it's supposed to be... A trade. That she's a like traitor. A gift she Well, she trades... Like, she gives up Marjorie. Uh, right. And uh, she... Goes against Tyrion as well during the council. Yeah. She'll um, she helps, testify yeah. against him. And she kind of fucks with shit. But then, yeah, she will start sli- uh, hanging out with Cersei, becoming her friend her and confidant. And then eventually, yes, yeah, Cersei gets drunk one night and they sleep together. And then at the end of dance, she disappears. She gets taken she away. She's supposed to be gone. And Cersei's kind of happy about that because she talks to Kevin. And Cersei thinks, like, that's actually probably for the best right now mm-hmm. with me going to the Sparrow because she, she actually has information shit, yeah. that can incriminate the fuck so, out of her. So, yeah, me. that's our introduction to her here. Fuck. And she's right. a pretty big, pretty big thing. Lastly, here. Marjorie leads her over Woo! to the wizened, white haired doll of a woman at the head of the table. And Marjorie presents Lady Olena Tyrell. Kiss me, Cal. Widow to Lord Luther. Jesus Christ. Sansa kisses Olena's cheek as bid, and Olena says that she knew Sansa's grandfather, Rickard, though not well. And she hears that Lord Hoster is now dying as well. No, they, he, the, my Rickard died before I was born. Right. I, yes, I know this girl, yeah. and this is where we start immediately. Because we get that like we don't know what we're feeling when she says "kiss me, girl," because like, right. that could be a Cersei thing when she's older. That's a Maleficent right. from yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah. that could be very much. Who knows what that is? But then the yes, we know that girl. Yeah. Nobody's saying that she would like. I'm telling you, I met the man. Yeah. So fuck off. And Lord Hoster is dying as well, but. He's not as old as me, but I suppose night falls for us all in the end. You would know that more than most, poor child. You've had your share of grief. We are sorry for your losses. Yeah. So the difference here between the Tyrells and everybody else is that the conversation starts with, I'm we, sorry. We, we get... acknowledge your grief and we're sorry for so it. So I love, yeah, this is... This kind of piercing a wall that she, nobody else has done in a, in this way. Openly where it's, acknowledge. I understand that these you, were your parents. This your, is your family. I'm so sorry that the people you loved and cared about died. Besides during all Tyrion, this. Tyrion's the Tyrion, only person who has apologized right. for her losses. Yes, but that's true. Yeah, the the Tyrells are the first approach to that to begin this breakdown of Sansa's defense. Yeah, and they seem 
again, they may just be experts at the game, but it seems genuine. Like, right, right, right. Because, again, and I think to a degree it is. I don't think that there's any disingenuous stuff about that. I don't think there's nefarious means Elena with Marjorie being queen. Elena is the kind of person who would – may not. she's not friends with Ned Stark. He's too uptight for her. I have a He's, lot to say on that. But I think that they get along – and they have a major amount of respect for each other. Right. Because while I Elena... Could, I could agree with that 100%. Elena will be playing her games. She's going to be upfront with it. Yes. No, fuck you, Ned. Yeah, this you, is what's you going detest, on. You detest the game and all of us who play it. And so, like, yeah, you, you've got that cold northern stick up your ass. But, but she's... There's a sharpness There is that honor. Honor that got I, you killed. Right. But, like... You, you lived your life you by live it. You lived by yeah. it. And so, yeah, I think that... I don't think that they would hate each other by any means. I think it would even be more cordial than a Tywin Ned uh, oh, thing. Where, yeah. like, I feel like those two had that similar respect for each other. Ned, uh, Tywin a little more condescending towards Ned being a... I feel like they kind of... Everybody in the South just thinks of... Ned It's a Jetson's Flintstone thing. respect Tywin. Right. The man. Exactly. And so... Not knowing what to say, Sansa offers her apology to Marjorie for Renly's passing, and she's. They say he was really gallant, and Marjorie thanks her, but Olena Yo. snorted. Yes, he was gallant and charming, and he knew how to bathe and dress and smile, and somehow that gave him the notion he was fit to be king. So, Queen, preach. Because. Yeah, I knew this was fucking coming. A. Wow. Within his own. His, his grandmother. His grandmother. Yo. From the mouth of his Yo. own. I don't know what the fuck this kid thinks he's doing, but he had no right to be running around pulling and this Marjorie, shit that he wants. Grandmother. Sh- Renly was brave and kind, grandmother. And yeah, and Loris loved him well enough, and father as well. And this is when. Olena says, Loris is young and is very good at knocking men off uh, horses with sticks. Now, is this a, within this circle, it's open that Loris and Renly were a thing and she was a front where she said, you know, Loris loved him well enough. I or think is that, so. I think these ones, the these Marjorie and Olena knew that like, Loris and... Because I, well, I definitely know Marjorie. Right, or, right. But Olena, I think you Olena. think as well? Oh, yeah. Where it's just a very... They use it, like, because they can mean here. That's why we're even bringing it Loris up. Loris can't inherit, like... What, right. You know, like, uh, well, hey, I mean, he could before the Kingsguard, but, like... He he was on Renly's Kingsguard, so right. like, and they and she, you know, we we get her opinion that they were they were following that fucking boat regardless of what she said. So when he was with Renly's Kingsguard, he was kind of free to fuck whoever he wanted because he had no, he I mean, and who better? He's not going to raise a bastard, yeah, then, yeah, he, you exactly. know. Renly can't get pregnant, but yeah. So and that honestly, I think that Highgarden's uh, proximity to Dorne has, even though they hate each other. I think that they've kind of rubbed off with that being a little more open to, yeah, man, do what you got to do. In separate in a, ways, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Marjorie again, yeah, she hushes well, Olena and is, well, because she also says Olena continues saying that she just wishes Mace that she had uh, been born a peasant woman so she could have beat the shit out of him with a <laughs> spoon so yeah, he would man. mind her well more enough. But yeah, and Marjorie's like, Shh, what will whatever will Sansa think of us, grandmother? Oh wait, because uh, it was uh. Before that, it was Lady Allery after the big wooden spoon oh, right, who right. was like, Mother, and Olena's like, Bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm not your mom. Right, Don't right. you be taking that tone of voice with me because unless you came out of my loins and I'm pretty sure you didn't, 
don't be addressing me as mom. Mother, and don't take um, that fucking tone with me either. Like, so. And then up. Marjorie's like, mother, or grandmother, like, mind your words. What, whatever will Sansa think of us? And Hopefully that we have some wits about us. One like, of us. Shit, man. Yeah, and then she goes into it. I told them it was treason. How could Renly possibly have claim to that iron ugly chair? But the Tyrells, they come from stewards. <laughs> and when thinking of his grandson's arse on the throne, Mace puffs up like, uh, Marjorie, what is it? A pufffish, Grandma. They call them pufffish, Grandma. She's of, like, course of course they, they do. fucking do. So, obviously, we're all on board here that clearly Stan has had the rightful claim and that Elena <laughs> is on board with the correct side right. because she's not dumb and doesn't think Renly should That's be. That's why thinking. her and Ned would get along. Right, because they the 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 rightful. This is the way I mean, things are boomers, supposed to. Like, <laughs> they, no, the, change, yeah, no change, no change, no change. So never. she does also mention that, like the as even though the Baratheons claim to the throne itself is only kind of there just because of some marriage through Targaryen shit. But they and she starts talking about bloodlines and yep. how water thin they basically all are anyway. Including their own. Yeah. Like, that they barely even have a fucking claim, and anybody can track their shit back forever. She, I think I clumped some things together there, but... She says that her son Mace ought to take the puff fish as his sigil. <laughs> he could even put a crown on it if it, made, it would make him happy. We should have stayed well out of this bloody foolishness, but once Lord Pufffish put that crown on Renly's head... We were in the pudding up to our knees. So here we are to see things through. What say you to that, Sansa? Lady Ellery kind of cuts in here and is like, you need to chill with this Lord Pufffish. Sansa, there's going to be food soon. We've got lemon cakes. Do you like lemon cakes? Yeah, Sansa's like, yeah. They're They're my my favorite. favorite. And Elena's like, I fucking know know this. this. Yeah. And then we learn that Ferris Ferris has been feeding her some information. And she's not ashamed to be like. She doesn't see the point of a eunuch. It's only men with the fun bits removed. (laughs) Like, that's it. That's that's all. And then she demands the food served and bids Sansa sit next to her and says, I hope you are fond of fools. And Sansa's like, I, uh, thinking of Dantos? So she thinks she, of... Like, Sansa's got to be like that little, oh, 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 shit, right? That's where the stutter comes? Partially, uh, yes. Because then Elena kind of catches it and she's like, because Sansa asks the kind of motley and she says, feathers in this case. Who did you think I meant? My son? These ladies, like, Olena was catching on that right, she like, was, had you... someone else in mind, so I have to and think she, of Dantos. And she knows, I'm pretty and, sure, and right has now, some plans. The fool that, well, right, Littlefinger works right. with Olena. Exactly. And so the fool that Sansa doesn't want anyone to know about right now is Danto, so, right. like, ugh. And but, then the, instead, their fool from Highgarden, Butterbumps, comes a jovially wandering into the room. Yep. And he's covered in feathers yeah. as opposed to just normal motley. He's as big as three moon boys and somersaults up onto the table and lays an egg right in front of Sansa, which tells her to crack. And when it is cracked, releases a bunch of baby chicks onto the table, which start running around. It's a grand old time. He does little magic tricks with them. It's cool. The do servants... you make anything of the fact that he's covered in feathers, or do you think that's just a high garden something, yeah. just a gimmick that he pulls? That. Why the fuck not? Yeah, that. Word. So, yeah. Servants start bringing in the food. B-Bumps starts juggling. And Olena asks if Sansa knows her son, Mace Tyrell. And Sansa, of course, with her courtesies, answers, a great lord. And Olena, a great oaf. 
His father was a great oaf as well, managed to ride off a cliff while hawking, looking up, paying no attention to where his horse was taking him. And now my oaf of a son does the same, only this time he rides a lion. Yeah, and so she goes about telling Sansa, Sansa, that she, it warned me. Like, the Lannisters aren't people to be fucking around with. So, and he gave her a tut, 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 mother. Um, Lord Puffish, I, I, fuck, man, she kills it with the She names. also says, uh, if you ever have a son, Sansa, beat him often, <laughs> so he learns to mind you. I didn't beat Mace enough, and now he minds me not at all. All these kings would do better if they'd laid down their swords and just listened to their mothers. Yeah. So Sansa kind of just watches Butterbumps for a minute. And, and then... realizes that everybody else is also doing the same when Elena drops some bombs on her, and she's like, so... Tell me about this prince, yo. Yeah. The little fucking devil with the crown. What's he like? Sansa does the who, me, my, and all that. like, you, you, who better? You, yes, you. The boy seems kingly enough, if a bit full of himself, but that's the Lannister blood in him. But we've heard some troubling tales. Has he mistreated you? Yeah, she just gives all the safe answers. He's so gallant, and he's got the most striking blue eyes, and his hair is very soft and well-kept and groomed. Yes, yes, but how kind is he? How clever? Has he a good heart, a gentle hand? Will he honor Marjorie and protect her? Yo, and I bet that anybody, and especially Elena, and it's just Marjorie is it's good cop, bad cop right here. Right. But... Anybody could see the fucking panic rising on Sansa. Oh like, yeah, she's, she's glancing around, like looking. wonder, like is this a setup? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Why are they asking me these things? There's so many people around, and like anybody could be listening. No, 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 no. So Sansa says he will, and it said Sansa lied, and she continues saying he's very comely, and <laughs> this, she, is, this is when the line, Ma- yeah, Elena says, you know, hopefully I've taught Marjorie what comely men mean. Um, child, some say you are as big a fool as Butterbumps, and I'm starting to believe them. Aaron Brightfire was comely enough, but a monster all the same. But what is this, Joffrey? Are you frightened? We're only women here. Tell the truth. No harm will come to you. So Sansa kind of goes into this, like, just bubbling out with some stuff about... Well, because she goes, my father always told the truth. And Olenna says, yes, Lord Eddard had that reputation. And they named him traitor and took his head. I think it's interesting that she says he had that reputation. Like it doesn't she, confirm that he tells that the he truth. always that's his reputation. Tells the truth. Does she know something? Does she's she right know in something? the way? She's right. Like that could have been the very first stop along the way to return home with Jon Snow. She does not confirm that he like he had that that's, reputation. Right. Like yeah, yeah. Is that a is that a huge little? Tiny overlooked thing that right. Olena's hinting at that she knows something Olenna about that. Olena is well aware of the fact that he has a but, secret. Yeah, and they named him traitor and took his head. And so that they, was Joff's yeah. doing. Joffrey he did lied. that. He promised mercy and cut his head and took me up and made me look at it. Wanted me to <laughs> weep. And uh, Sansa starts panicking. She's like, "Fuck!" Oh fuck, shit! Fuck. I said to myself, "I should not have done that. Shouldn't have done that." And Marjorie is like, that. "Grandmother, look at her. She's terrified." Yeah. And the, uh, Elena just fucking asserts her authority. She's like, "Hey, fool, sing, right now, right her." Mm. And he does. Ma- the bear, the bear, and the maiden pair. Yeah, is her request. And Elena scooches forward and says, even as a girl, it was said that the Red Keep had ears everywhere. Well, they'll be better for a song. 
and we girls can speak freely. Yeah, she says that, you know, they've got spiders there in High Garden, and they know how to deal with them there. They as well. usually leave them be to spin their webs to themselves, but if they get underfoot, we step on them. The truth now, what sort of man is this Joffrey who calls himself Baratheon, but looks so very much like a Lannister? And Sansa spills. We start getting this spill, this conversation cut in with lyrics to the band yeah, yeah. Maiden Fair, which is very interesting because it's accompanying discussion about Marjorie and about this maiden, I just threw my pen, who's about to, well, supposedly. The maiden, Beauty and the Beast type right, deal. Right, who's yeah, about yeah. to be going to this beast. Which is funny because the song itself is attributed to this bear not being a complete monster because there's also at uh I mean the song a, itself is fucking disgusting. Attributes to the the bear and the maiden being uh Jamie and Brienne and how they correlate, especially not just because of the fact that she fights a bear in the bear pit and is rescued, but their relationship itself and how it can work with the the song. Um I think that it has not so much as much meaning here as it does in other places. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely like that it's it's disconcerting. Like it really puts you in that place of like this loud screeching noise happening all at the same time as this like private little yeah secret conversation in the yeah, garden. Yeah, it's a great little cover for it. It's turning up the music so that we can talk. Heart in her throat. Sansa says Joffrey's a monster. He's evil and cruel, and the queen as well. And Elena and Marjorie exchange a glance, and Elena says, a pity. And Sansa's like, please, do not cancel the wedding. Joffrey will know it was me. He'll know I said something. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about that. The wedding's going on. And it's at this point that I thought the song cutting in was interesting because talk uh, then turns to Marjorie asking, or Elena asking if Sansa hawks. And yeah. Marjorie asking if she wants to, if she would ever. And this is cut in with, oh, sweet she was and pure and fair, the maid with honey in her hair. And this is when Sansa admits, like, giggly, like, a little, I I would like to hawk. And I think it's just, she's, she's so sweet and pure. Yeah, Because yeah. she, High Garden, she, she starts getting excited about going to High Garden. When really she's going to get taken by the monster of Tyrion. Well, like, that, yeah, any one of the monsters that are currently yeah, yeah. circling her. And, um, yeah, it continues on where... Do, 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 do. Well, because then it goes to them inviting her to High right, Garden. Right, yeah, yeah. saying, w- would you like to go? And she, she says, absolutely, fucking lootly And they kind of break into the... The big reveal that they want to marry her to one of the sons. Well, she because she was thinking that High Garden, from Marjorie's description of the flower gardens and everything, sounds beautiful. It sounds exactly what she pictured King's Landing would look like. Right. I mean, again, she's doing exactly she's what doing she did again, to right. the North she's and not how quick seeing it's the people and the danger. While I definitely agree that it High Garden is much more what she's always dreamed of than King's Landing was. Right. Um. We've spoken too how it happened with, with her being married to Joffrey, and then just the breaking up with Joffrey, and it's going to happen here briefly with Laura. She because they offer her to marry one of the sons and bring it up to her, and she's like, "Oh, it'll be fucking amazing to marry Loras. That'd be fucking great." She just was escorted by him as a knight of the King's Guard. She knows he's not available. Yeah. Like you, you're smarter than that. It's just that she's blinded by this desperation. So yeah, she was like, "Yeah, fucking high bar. I'd love to, but 
the queen will never allow it. And Olena's like, she will. She, like, she values our alliance too much. And if my lord's son requests it, she'll have no choice. And he won't have a choice to ask, but to ask her, because he doesn't know our true purpose. And that's when Sansa's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we want you married to our grandson. And she's like, yeah, Loras, fuck yes. And this is why I brought up the song. The song is mirroring the twist of this reveal. Yeah, yeah. Because, um... Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, please. And Marjorie begs her, I've never had a sister. Like, please, consent. Like, we'd love it. And then we get the reveal that, yeah, it's it's Willis, not Loras. And he's the heir to Eyegarden. Not the least bit oafish, but she is, like, dizzy from this rug being pulled out from under her once again, which is where I do begin to see where people could start to get a little annoyed with her because of how quickly she's... Allowing yeah. the, these now this little... one is definitely on her. She got swept up in it, right. definitely. And like again, she's thirteen, so I give it to her. Right. And um, but, but again, I think that in the eyes of lords, Willis isn't the worst one. I think I called him Willard earlier, <laughs> but he's not the worst person you could marry. Like it sounds like he's a smart. I mean, we get kind of how shallow Sansa is. He's a cripple. His, right. His horse fell when he was a squire, broke both his legs, and so. That's what's turning her off to this. Now, we know from some uh, Winds of Winter sample chapters that it, it appears that there are green seers in the south as well. Potentially. And now we do have Bran as a very exciting cripple. His story's very crazy. I feel like Willis's is very similar, not magically necessarily, uh, necessarily, but just how much is going on around him. I feel like he's talked up. We don't know where he is. He's with Garland a lot. Mm-hmm. He's the heir to Storm's End, which I think is very interesting also that in Tyrion's last chapter, we got Tyrion asking for Casterly Rock, yeah. his rightful inheritance, but he will not be granted it because he's a cripple, because right. he's a dwarf. Willis is still get Lord heir to yeah, Highgarden. Highgarden. He's a cripple. Like, he's not a a knight. I don't know if he'll ever be granted the castle or if it'll go to Garland because Garland can actually produce offspring. I don't know if he's incapable of producing offspring, Willis, there. Right. But I just think it's, yeah, like you said, kind of shallow of her. Like, and I get, you know, being these are forced and arranged marriages. This also is meant to mirror what happens with her and Tyrion. Marrying, right. she, she cr- thinks like she's good. She's this good is the to worst get out, thing, but at least I'm getting out. It gets mm-hmm. hooked from her, and that's why I brought up the song because at this point, um, Olena adds in that it was that snake Oberyn Martell was to blame, and his maester as well. And after that, the song kicks up, and this is, I would say, Santa. I called for a knight, but you're a bear, a bear, a bear, all black and brown and covered with hair. And Marjorie goes on to say, Willis has a bad leg, but a good heart. He used to read to me when I was a little girl and draw me pictures of the stars. You will love him as much as we do, Sansa. She kicked and wailed the maid so fair, but he licked the honey from her hair. That, like, that is Sansa. This rug that keeps getting pulled out of her with these romances. Tyrion. She's gonna go basically kicking and screaming to that wedding. Willis. She would basically go an unwilling participant to the wedding to Willis because he's crippled. And so it's just the the layers that yeah, Martin's yeah. got here. This song, while they're discussing this arrangement and, and knowing what's going to happen with Tyrion in the yeah. future when the Lannisters learn of this plot here. Yeah, man. So, uh, and we also get the Oberyn Martell reference. Which yeah, which is coming very soon. It's his, always his just going to... Yeah, and so with this, the song kind of comes to an end and... 
um, the arrival of some cheese. She asks, yeah, Santa asks, when would I meet Sir Willis? And they answer, soon after Joffrey and I are wed, my grandmother will bring you to Highgarden. And Elena just smiles and pats her hand and says, I will. And so, yeah, B-Bombs finishes his song. And so, again, in, uh, enforcing that she's counting down the days till Joffrey's wedding. And, the, you know, enforcing that Elena's going to be here for the duration Fuck of that. yeah, she well. is. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, the... The, the line that we kind of breezed over earlier where they – it was in the TV show as well. And can I mention that since we are now here, rest in peace. Dame the, Diana Rigg, yeah. The late great. Uh, so she had the line that when are the – what is it? Leaks. Get get rid of these leaks. I'm tired of fucking leaks. I want the cheese. And they were like, the cheese will be served lady, <laughs> later. And she's like, the cheese will be served whenever the fuck I tell you to bring it out. Yeah. And so that's what they were doing at the end. And that is the end of Sansa 1. Holy hell. And yeah, she the cheese arrives. That's the end. Cheese, 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 cheese. So I think with that, we'll go ahead and convene our Yeah, small we need to jump right into it because we kind get of get inductees and all that fun stuff. All right, we're here. We're at the small council. We got a lot to break down, I think, here. Yeah. So I'm starting throwing it to you right. Boom, bang. We, um, who's your inductee? <laughs> oh. Brain fart. Um, I think it's interchangeable because I, I guess I can't give it to two, but left or right, whichever one. No, that's interchangeable. But that one, that, that like, one can. Because I. Tweedledee and Tweedledum I mean, right. influence, I think. Is there something to the Eric and Arik? Are these two going to end up dying at one of the other's hands? Who knows? But it's fun to speculate. And Elena is kind of savage, just calling them left and right and not bothering with their names. So the prelude to learning of how prickly the Queen of Thorns can be left and right for me. Nice. That's, Yours? That's a good one. Uh, I actually haven't thought about it till right this second. And so mine on the fly, let me think of who we just met during all of that. And I'm going to give it to the Hound. So I think that his appearance in this chapter, I think her wishing that he was here is just a big thing, like to yeah. show his character that. And again, like we are sitting here spending half of our time bashing her naivete and her ignorance to how things are going. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, oh, no, the fact that she that means something good. I do really think she inherently, for the most part, has a very good eye and good insight as to what people's intentions are. No, there's something off about him. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't know how to interpret that stuff yet. And so I definitely think she, more than anyone, has seen the good that can be the hound. Even though it hasn't really come out whatsoever yet. And so I think this is the start of seeing that arc begin to show a little bit more of who he can be other than just Joffrey's monster. Yeah. So, the Hound. Word. Good enough. Yeah. What we did get some from some of you listeners. Uh, from Karen, she wrote us in saying, Poor Sansa. Like Davos, she has severe PTSD from Blackwater, but she already learned the lesson Littlefinger thinks he taught her later in the series. She is questioning Marjorie's motive, thinking of every possible reason she would invite her to meet. I wish the Hound was here. I like her realizing she should have gone with him, and he would have protected her and kept her safe. But even though she's shown so much growth and intelligence, she is still a sweet, young girl. And you can tell how smitten with Laura she is, and she has no idea about him and Renly. And so she stuck her foot in her mouth without any context. But my girl is learning listening, and taking it all in. Queen in the North. 
Inductee is the baddest bitch herself, who Sansa learns from, the Queen of Thorns. From her first appearance, it's clear where Marjorie gets her cunning. Plus, she's amazing. Give zero fucks. Thanks, Karen. Very much so. Olena is, of course, always welcome. Yeah, and I think we can give a uh, just an honorary induction to Lady Dames Riggs. Diana Rigg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just as a... I mean, like, that's just blanket at this point, right. yeah. So, we also did receive another inductee from across the pond, Julian from France. Julian. Hello, boys. A very nice chapter to be introduced to Lady Olena and to Oberon Martell, who hey. would make a great inductee, but no... I've had a better idea. I want to underline this particular sentence, which I loved reading. All those kings would do a deal better if they would put down their swords and listen to their mothers. Brilliant on so many levels. I immediately thought of Catelyn Stark and King Rob, but then also of Joffrey, who didn't listen to Cersei and had Ned killed anyway. And you guys will probably think of many other examples, I have no doubt. Anyway, just wanted to induct Catelyn for this reason. As her point of view chapters prove, she might indeed have had a good influence on Rob's choices. King in the North! <laughs> have a nice day, Valar Willisaris. So we got a queen in the North yes. and a king in uh, the North. When I was re- looking at his, uh, when you were going through Karen's, I saw that hell yeah and i was like oh fuck yeah so thank you both great catlin one um i think you got the the big ones there julian with uh the mothers oh shit Renly didn't listen to his either his grandmother yeah we didn't really kind of go over it too much honestly but well renly's grandmother's been dead for a number of years well his grandmother-in-law but his grandmother-in-law when he was looking for but you know, well, she I, wouldn't no, take claim yeah, for him. Yeah. Eh, who cares? Anyway, but great inductees. Fuck Thank Renly. you for writing in. Um, next chapter. John 1. John 1. John meets motherfucking Mance Raider. Mance Raider, rough Raider. So, <laughs> um, get us your inductees Yeah, for, for John 1, John North of the Wall. Our uh, our episodes are kind of spaced, spaced strangely lately. There's been a lot of real-life stuff happening here, and not to mention, you know, Whatever the fuck's going up in, in in politics right now, we're sorry, the rest of the world, for what you're seeing here. Like, can I get a hallelujah that somebody caught COVID? What? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, get us your inductees. After John, do you know who's after? Uh, Danny. Danny's yeah. first chapter is after John. Where so, can they get us inductees? Yeah, get us inductees through our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. You can get us on various social medias, Twitter, at Manners Without, or at Carstark92. The Instagram is at Manners Without. We have our Patreon, which is kind of giving you the access to the Facebook groups. Yeah. When we're able to get out extra episodes, we try to do so. Bear with us it's, for now. Yeah, like life again. There's a fucking pandemic, man. We're trying our best. Uh, that's patreon.com slash without manners. The Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. That's the open to the public group, not the private one. So get us your inductees. Right, Rate, inductees. review, yeah, subscribe, do, do all the good stuff. And, you know, stay safe, wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. Vote. Vote. Yeah, dude. If you're in the United States, fucking vote for that fucking shit. Fuck. And get if you're out of there. everywhere else in the world, tune in for John 1 and write us in. Yay. Valor to Harris. Peace.